to another episode of the Fantasy Blue Balls Podcast. I'm Luke Walsh. I am joined by Eric Griesberg and others tonight. We have Josh Rolls and Brett Wills on the podcast as well. I mean, it, this is a stacked episode. How's everyone doing tonight? Eric, um, want to kick it? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Um, it's fun to have everyone here. Um, I'm glad you guys decided to come on. It's been, I don't know, we're week seven now, so it's good. Uh, Brett, how you been? Uh, been doing good. Uh uh, for anyone who hasn't heard, I had a slight leg injury, so I'm on the IR for four to six weeks. Uh, so I've been losing my mind a little bit, but happy to be on the podcast. Happy to be talking to you guys, and uh, you know, overall doing great. How are you doing, Josh? I'm doing well. It's great to see all of you guys and your smiling faces on our video chat here. Uh, I guess my my life update to take uh, to I guess take Brett's rhythm here. Uh, I moved to Denver a couple of months ago now, uh, back in July. So out here actually in Parker, Colorado, which is like Southeast Denver. But yeah, we're really enjoying the, the life out here. And uh, if anybody ever wants to come visit, ski season's right around the corner. We'd love to have you. So do you got like, you have like all the, like the Patagonia stuff now, like now that you're out there, <laughs> have you like fully embraced like, no, like a hipster lifestyle? No, I'm still, right. uh, I'm still embracing the uh, large down payments and other costs associated with moving. Um, yeah, give me about That's a fair. year and I will be full hipster. We're, we're talking the long hair, the, the haven't showered in a week, camping in the mountains, you know. You know okay, we'll, wait, we'll see. We'll you're see. telling me you... You won't shower in a week? Oh, no. I, I was just being funny. I, I will be showering uh, probably twice a day as I do now. <laughs> twice a day? Well, I go to the gym in the morning right before work. And then sure. uh, shower, obviously. I'd say it's more like an sure. average of a, a time and a half a day. I, I do get sweaty mm. at work from time to time. Um, I work at a uh, carbon, fi- carbon fiber manufacturing plant. Um and so that is a heat-driven process, and that involves me standing in a very, very warm room from time to time. It's not every day, so yeah, maybe average time and a half per day, and then obviously just like ends or whatever. But during the week, yeah, there's a pretty good chance I'm showering in the morning and in the evening. But I think now that I work from home, my average is dipped below one a day. Yeah, probably. Really? When I work from home, it was yeah. probably every other day. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I just wear a hat. Or for all the hair you have hey hey now <laughs> well i mean that's why do you think he wears the hat <laughs> half the hat is shame the same, other half is same like... reason brett wears hats probably yeah right that, that hurts but it's probably true <laughs> yeah i mean we know it's true it's definitely true brett but brett you i mean you mentioned you're on the ir what specifically happened uh i was playing hockey and i ran into the boards and my leg snapped uh not actually that bad it was i thought it was an ankle sprain my ankle just kicked out uh turns out it broke a bone so uh on crutches in a cast right now for a couple weeks then i'll be on crutches in a boot but february first week of february i'm in denver hanging out with josh going snowboarding so that's not moving so cast or no cast yeah you sent me that Snapchat of you with your snowboard binding around the your boots. So we know it's binding. possible. We know it's possible. You have no excuse now. Yeah, I mean, the good news is with snowboarding and skiing like that, you're basically locking your ankle in anyway, yep. so it doesn't really matter yep. if it's broken. 
Right. Yeah. I actually skied most of last season on a uh, on a recovering like high ankle sprain. It wasn't broken, but uh, I was on crutches for for several weeks. And yeah, same deal. It, the boot just kind of locks you in, and it really doesn't hurt at all unless you just like. It's basically a... a cast on its own. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. So we got we got experts on the on the injuries on this podcast. That's true. Yeah. We got a high ankle sprain. We got a foot fracture or break. I had a dislocated shoulder earlier this year. I'm injury free so far. But yeah, but your wife tore her ACL, so that's true. Oh, that no. did happen. Ouch! Recently, I'm sorry to hear that. No, that was last last, last winter. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I remember that now. Yeah, it's a little while ago, but she does have experience, so which means I have secondhand experience. You have you have experience with like the the recovery timeline that that is like a normal person and not an NFL player, <laughs> right? Not like someone who has like physical physical chairs all the time right because like the dislocated shoulder thing like it took me a while to feel comfortable doing anything dalvin cook dislocated his shoulder and was playing football the next week so fuck it when you're getting paid millions of dollars you you might just have to suck it up and play through some (laughs) discomfort or you better be sucking it up and playing through discomfort right they got drugs they drug them up true but Good to have you guys on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. It's going to be a very exciting episode, and so let's kick some stuff off real quick with what we're what we're drinking tonight. Eric, let's start with you. What do you got? Yeah, so um, I went out on date night with Sarah before we recorded this, and we had pizza and wine, and so I wanted to keep the train going, but we didn't have any wine at home, so we stopped at our local liquor store and got a really cheap um, Cab Sov. It is 13% AV, uh, I'm feeling pretty good about it. It's tasty. I mean, it's not like the best wine I've ever had, but it's not the worst. And it will get me there. Nice middle so, ground. Middle ground yeah. of wine. Yeah. So, yeah. I How are the tannins? Uh, there's tannins some, and legs. I think. It's got good legs. I know it's got good <laughs> legs, but the tannins are medium. Medium oh, okay. to low tannin here. Well, uh, Luke, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm throwing it back by, like, I say throwing it back, but these are somewhat recent <laughs> releases. I am rocking the Hard Mountain Dew Baja Blast tonight. Uh, I was picking stuff up earlier today and and uh, saw them in the fridge, so I was like, "Fuck it, why not?" Uh, it's a what is your verdict? It's a five percent ABV. Uh, it's got no IBUs, but it also has zero sugar. So, ha. Um, I mean, I'm a fan of the Baja Blast one for sure. Not you can definitely the... taste the zero sugar. Right. Yeah. So yeah. there's a difference for sure. Um, but yeah, not all of the Hard Mountain Dews are winners. The Baja Blast is like pretty good. It's it's the closest to the actual taste of Baja. The rest of the Mountain Dew ones just. But this one yeah. I like. Yeah, I think I've I've had these as well. I think the regular is just not right. Uh, the black cherry one is good enough on its own because a black cherry Mountain Dew doesn't exist, so it's like there's not reference. Um, and the Baja was fine. Well. Yep. Yeah, that's what we that's what we got. Brett, what are you rocking tonight? Uh, I am drinking whatever beer was in my fridge that was left by the friends who hung out this weekend because I can't, I guess I can drive now, but uh, groceries are tough. So I'm drinking Lagunitas IPA, which is a solid like B minus beer, uh, 6.2 IBUs, and I don't know ABVs. Gets the job done. What makes Wait, it? A, what makes it a B minus beer? I just don't love the Lagunitas IPA. I've had it several times. It's at every beer fest. It's not my beer. Agree right. to disagree, I suppose. Yeah, I also like the Lagunitas, yeah. so I'm I'm not with you. Also, B minus is passing, so it's fine. Yeah, that's still yeah. I'm still drinking it. 
I survived on a lot of B minus in college. So. Same. <laughs> quite, quite a bit. Uh, awesome. Well, cool. Josh, what about you? I am rocking a Guinness Baltimore Blonde. Used to be called the American Blonde, but they rebranded for whatever reason. Um, very good. If you have not tried it, just a nice light, uh, nice light beer. Um, it is five percent ABV and nineteen IBUs. Uh, well, yeah, it's one of my one of my favorites from like when I first got into beer. Actually, like when I first started appreciating the taste of it, this was. This was the one that opened my my eyes to like craft brewing versus like water. So yeah, it's good stuff. Like I like how you're like classifying it as craft brewing. It's not a regular Guinness. It's yeah, Guinness just I mean, offshooting. it's it's made in America, and it's not like a Miller Light. <laughs> so or Bush, it's, it's, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's certainly craft in that regard. <laughs> yeah, fair. I'm curious why they changed it to Baltimore. Blonde. I don't know. That's so weird. Yeah. Well, I, I like had looked for it for a really long time. Like I kept seeing Baltimore blonde and I was like, what the heck? Where's the American blonde? And then I did a quick Google search and really it was the same thing. Like after two years of looking for the American blonde specifically, because it's also one of my dad's favorites. Um, so every time that we met back up, we, we tried to find some and couldn't find it. And so eventually we just tried this one uh, and Google it and found out they are indeed the same thing. So. If you too are searching for the American blonde and have yet to be able to find it, try finding the Baltimore blonde. Change up what you're looking for. Yes. <laughs> like get more success. Get more specific in your quest for America. Do you think they're just going to keep changing cities? I don't know. That's a good question. I, well, they, it's in big red text here on the label, brewed in Baltimore. So unless they change mm -hmm. where they're brewing it, I have a, I have a hard time. But what do I know? I don't work for Guinness. Are you guys watching this game? Did you guys just see that pick six? Yep, yep. I am not watching this. So. I have it on, but I but I missed it. But we'll we'll. I'm sure it'll catch it in highlights for sure. But that's that all sounds good. I'm sure we'll get. We're gonna have a good time with these drinks, and we might have uh, something else coming down the pipe later on in the episode. We'll see. But let's move on into the first official segment of the show. We'll start with the general NFL news that we always start with. First up, bye weeks. It's the second week of buys. And holy shit, what a doozy of a week this is. True We've bad. got the Buffalo Bills, the LA Rams, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, this isn't like hell week in terms of the amount of teams. This is hell week in terms of the amount of fantasy impact players that you cannot play. Because, I mean, all of these teams have absolute studs. We have the top receivers, the top some top running backs, top quarterbacks out. So there's there's some scramble that's happening here. Yeah, I've noticed it on my teams as like all my teams as well. I'm just like just scraping the barrel trying to find some bench players that can be suitable enough. Um, yeah, because I mean the Bills obviously using Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Singletary's been solid this year as well. Like definitely nothing to write home about. Um, Rams obviously you lose Cup. Hang on, you're gonna you're gonna say the Bills? You're not gonna honor my boy Gabe Davis? Come on. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> I I've got my feelings about Davis, and you guys have heard him before. Yeah. You're right. He's relevant as well. Yeah. Um, Rams, you're looking at Cup. Um, Stafford, maybe. Um, and the running back situation is just what's going on there. Vikings, obviously, you've got J Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen's been solid the last few weeks, and Dalvin Cook is great. 
Um, and then the Eagles are stacked. Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard. You can just keep going. That Devonta is, Smith, basically yeah. their entire offense. Yeah, that team yeah. is loaded. Every yeah. skill position on that team is worth starting, most likely. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. I mean, and that their offense, the Eagles' offense, I like. I opened up the sleeper app and I realized at that point how many Eagles players I have on my team. Uh, when the projected total was like eighty, and I was like, "Oh, I need to move Hertz, and I need and I need to move Goddard." It was uh, an awakening, but also I'm happy because they're all pretty. Yeah, this might be the highest talent by week I've ever. Uh, yeah, agree. Mm-hmm. But that's for the but that's the buys. So do what you can. Good luck. Uh, weeding through that. Hopefully, you're not too fucked in your in your shorter bench depth league. Um, dynasty, you're able to you know get through it a little bit easier. But other leagues, maybe not so much. But maybe moving on into other stuff. Uh, real life trade happened robbie anderson was of the carolina panthers he got pissed at the panthers and was traded to the arizona cardinals he's playing right now tonight uh on thursday night football i don't know if he's done anything probably not robbie anderson was a huge problem in carolina and the kids didn't want to deal with him anymore so trade him i don't even know what the return was it was a couple it was like picks. a, like a yeah, it was like a fourth and a sixth or like that that's more than i would have expected honestly yeah I mean, it's fine. Yeah. Whatever. It's not really going to be. I, I don't even think he's going to be honest. Yeah, maybe, maybe while Brown is hurt. It's, uh, other than that, I mean, Hopkins is back now. So, I mean, that pretty much fills those shoes for the time being. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see him making a huge impact either. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm way more into Rondale Moore than Anderson. Yeah, because Hopkins back and Rondale Moore is back, very involved right away in this offense. All right, so. We're watching another pick six happen, like literally right now. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> like it, it, a second one just happened. <laughs> all right, Cardinals defense is doing stuff. Cool, that's fun. Um, sweet. But moving on from Robbie Anderson trade, uh, we've got Sam Darnold designated to return from the reserve uh, by the Carolina Panthers. Um, he's a quarterback, technically. So <laughs> he does play that position. Yes. <laughs> I mean, this this doesn't this doesn't change the outlook for any Carolina player outside of what you were are you were only starting Christian McCaffrey. That's it. And if Sam yeah. Ronald becomes the starter again, then like maybe DJ Moore. And it sounds like Walker is still going to be the starter. They've already announced it. So cool. Love it, it changes nothing, and it no. wouldn't change anything anyways. No. Yeah. Uh, so moving on from that, we've got uh, drama in LA for the Rams. Cam Akers is not happy with the situation uh, as it's unfolding in L.A. He is losing work. He is losing snaps. He's not their primary guy, and he wants to be. So he wants to be traded. He wants to get out of there, and the Rams are willing to part with him. They're willing um, because they don't really see a way. I mean, they're fine with him staying, McVay has said, but their priority is getting him out of L.A. So they're entertaining offers. He wasn't doing much fantasy-wise anyway. This means Daryl Henderson is like the guy until Kyron Williams back from IR, and that that rookie will be pretty heavily involved in this off. Yeah, it's it's a weird situation. They obviously didn't trust him enough coming off the injury to like get it work, and that was frustrating. For, so he's just like throwing a fit, I guess. And being on your rookie deal, I guess that's not a terrible thing because no. teams will be able to get him from still. Have there been any like rumored landing spots or uh, preferred landing spots that he's come out with? I haven't, I haven't seen any, but I haven't seen anything. I think it's relatively new news still. 
yeah it came it came out after after sunday uh so i don't know if there's any potential landing spots that have like taken hold or taken flame i think i think tampa has popped up as a as a potential landing spot i think seattle i i saw seattle pop up as well and i was like (laughs) yeah i don't like either of those yeah don't take work from from kenny walker but we'll we'll see what unfolds there i mean acres might move probably likely so keep an eye on that uh and next up Dak prescott uh he's been medically cleared he's recovered he's fine he's gonna start this upcoming sunday uh for the cowboys it's no longer cooper rush time and cowboy fans up until uh before sunday actually thought there would have been a controversy and threw three interceptions and had a terrible game so they are more than happy with Dak coming back yeah, anyone thinking that there was any sort of controversy is just, like, objectively wrong. Yep. Dak is better than Cooper Rush. Yes, Cooper Rush got wins. No, he's not better. Like, just straight up, not better. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's the short of it. Yep. So, Dak's going to come back. I mean, all of the Cowboys fantasy players, stock skyrockets again. Which I am, Maybe not skyrockets, I am here but it's for. Better. I am here yeah. for the Michael Gallup <laughs> ascension. I'm, I'm here for having two quarterbacks I can use again. <laughs> that's fair <laughs> except i'll Joe take Burrow. one off your hands yeah joe burrow well i guess mariota has been uh lighting it up if i really needed one hey, mariota was named offensive player of the week yeah yeah he's been solid he's a starter he's like like quarterback like seven or something right now yeah mm-hmm. pretty good uh, yeah well moving on we got another quarterback uh slated to uh start this week we got tua coming back uh, I think after seeing those injuries, we all thought it might be a little longer, so hopefully he's healthy and back. Um, Sky Thompson, I don't know, he did okay <laughs> trying to fill in for, for a rookie, but I think having Tua back, he was off to a fantastic start before these injuries. Uh, much better than at least I was thinking, so good to see him coming back. Uh, next up, uh, Elijah Moore has requested a trade from the Jets. He's apparently not happy with his usage and production. Um, I think I saw last week he had one target uh, that uh, was negated by a penalty. Uh, so he's not happy, but the Jets, at least the last I saw, said they're not moving him. Uh, he wants to move, but they said that uh, they're not going to trade him. Uh, so I guess more to come on that one. Yeah, and- yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, he's only in his second year. He They have him for at least two more years locked up. It doesn't make any sense now, and they're still trying to figure Right, The Jets are young. They're actually, like, decent. And he's a good player, so they're just. I think this is just going to lead to him. Yeah, and he's not the only wide receiver uh, that wants out. Uh, Denzel Mims requested a trade a while ago, uh, and the Jets have just not even tried to move him. There's just he. They just keep uh, making him inactive. He's not doing shit. Keep burying him the, in the depth chart. Yep. The Jets are literally just like, nope, can't hear you. La la la, not <laughs> listening. <laughs> Who's that? What? <laughs> Yeah, moving on to the the next bit of news, uh, Grandpa Tom Brady uh, will never retire. Uh, I think he's going to die on the field. Uh, but yeah, he he said uh, I don't know his exact wording, but uh, he's not no plans to retire anytime soon. Uh, so I don't know. This year I think is maybe the first year that it's pointed to some decline. Um, you know, hasn't had the same years he's he's had recently. So we'll see there. But uh, it's not like he has. Uh, a wife he's got to pay attention to anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's been rough so far for Tom. This is the worst, at least fantasy wise, spot for him since 2016 in New England played 12 games. So, 
Before that, it would be 2013. So, yeah, Tom's struggling a little. <laughs> yep, and rounding out the last bit of news, uh, this was news to me, but the Rams plan to submit a rule change to make all personal fouls reviewable. Uh, interesting proposal. Uh, hard to think that this one's actually going to really make any changes in the in the near term. Um, I guess what comes to mind uh, for me is all these quarterback uh, roughing the passer penalties that some of them seem like they should be penalties and aren't. Some of them are pretty, you know, that we uh, I think we all saw the Tom Brady one last week or two weeks ago. Uh, that seemed like a pretty soft call. But, yeah, interesting, uh, interesting uh, move by the Rams, I guess. Does this yeah. include taunting? I mean, that's a personal foul, so I would assume so, right? That's like an unsportsmanlike conduct. How do you review yeah, a is, taunt? It, I don't know. Yeah, is yeah, it unsportsmanlike equivalent to a personal foul? Yeah. yeah. But, like, I, I mean, I, this goes this goes back to remember when pass interference was reviewable yep. and how pointless that was? Oh, gosh. If this gets approved, like, it's going to be the same. I think it was only pointless because of how they implemented it. I think reviewing pass interference is not a bad idea in theory. But Agreed. the fact that they had one guy that always sided with the refs making the decision – the fact that, that was we a, that was fact, a problem. The fact that we knew that it was Alberto Riveron, like we knew his name. Yeah, not not good. Um, this isn't going to go through, I don't think. But it'll it probably won't last. Nope, nope. That rounds out our nice. uh, major news stories for the week. Yeah, uh, thanks, Brett. I guess I will take over talking about some injuries here, uh, quarterbacks and running backs. We'll get started with the quarterbacks. I uh, got a few on the list. So we got Carson Wentz for the uh, the Washington football commanding team. And uh, he hurt his, his little fingy. He's out to four to six weeks. <laughs> I think it was his ring finger, right? It was his ring finger. Okay, yeah. well, poor, poor little, guy. little fingy sounds, it's so much better. Uh, just well, all, all of his fingers are little fingies. Yeah, mm. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't play quarterback, but I feel like I've seen people just like, tape their fingers together and get by but who, who knows it's not like they're going to be really hurting too bad without him I, he hasn't been that impressive this year in my nope. opinion but um moving on the we door, got the door opens for taylor heineke is yes. what it does there yes taylor heineke total qbr of like 47 or something all of last season something atrocious so with just keep that in mind for any of your commanders on your team. Uh, you're going to have a... Yeah, the one The one thing I would say is I think this does help Terry because they did have a decent report, Taylor yeah. Heineke and Terry McLaurin. They had a good connection last um, so I would I would keep an eye on Terry. Good take. All right, next up we got Russell Wilson, quarterback for the Denver Broncos. He has a hamstring injury in his day-to-day. Um, I have Russell Wilson in this league, and he has been so mediocre that this really isn't going to affect me <laughs> i think i'm starting geno smith regardless this week um he has i think has surprised quite a few people uh, i know that we're not talking about russ right this second but geno smith in general has <laughs> surprised quite a few people this year agreed geno smith yeah. is way more exciting to talk about right now than russ yeah exactly yeah. but anyway uh Quarterback for a pretty irrelevant AFC West team is day to day. That's that's what you need to know if you have him in any of your other he'll leagues. He'll play. Yeah, most yeah, likely he'll he, he's tough. He, he'll probably play. Um, and then last up, we got Kenny Pickett, rookie quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's got a concussion. Um, 
I haven't, I don't have him in any of my leagues, so I, I'm not super familiar with uh, his current status. I don't know if he's gotten through protocol or not. Um, so keep an eye on that if you're planning on utilizing him in any of your leagues, Superflex, whatever. Could be, could be seeing some more Mitch Trubisky this week. So keep an eye. He on He had that. a full practice today, so most likely yeah. he's going to be good to go because they're Sunday night as well. Um, but yeah, still something to watch because Russians and quarterbacks and cool, cool league history. All right, well, moving on from the quarterbacks, we are going to the running backs next. We got J.K. Dobbins of the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, He's got a knee issue, and this is not his first knee issue. If you recall, he was out all of last year uh, with the torn ACL, I believe. Um, So, you know, this is another flare-up of potentially the same issue. Maybe, you know, maybe some bad recovery in there. Who knows exactly what the extent of it is. Um, Didn't play a single snap. Uh, in the second half last week. So uh, in my head, that, that means that he could be trending downwards, but something to keep an eye on. A, a pretty exciting player, but uh, scary to see some another knee injury, you know, second year in a row. Like, you, don't, you don't like to see that out of a young, talented running back. So uh, next up, we got Deion Jackson from the Colts. Uh, he's got a quad injury day-to-day. Um, good news is, is Jonathan Taylor is slated to play this week, which – I am so thankful for in all of the leagues that I have him. I have him in at least three leagues this year, I'm pretty sure. So it's going to be a welcomed addition back to those lineups. Um, But keep an eye on him. Promising little prospect behind Taylor. Uh, Next up, we got Damian Harris of the Patriots. Um, He practiced in full back in action, so uh, should be clear to go. They've got an interesting situation going on right now in New England, though, between him and, and Stevenson. Stevenson. Yeah, my, is... my Stevenson stocks are not happy about this revelation. <laughs> yeah, my Stevenson is... stocks are up right now. <laughs> Stevenson has been kind of tearing it up, though, so I'm interested to see what they do with the split uh, moving forward. So if you've got either one of those guys, kind of keep an eye on their participation in the game this week and, and Snapshare and whatnot. Um, and we, hopefully we get some more insight to the perennial confusing new england back it's never it has never made sense other than other than like you should start james white when he was around but but yeah uh, i will say prior to the injury Ramondre was owning the backfield um in week two three and four it was 62 percent 62 percent 55 percent um to harris's basically inverse of that because they're the only two backs that really go so i think the fact that stevenson did so well in this time as being the only back might lend to him a little bit larger of a share probably not full workhorse because we know how new England goes but i would think like 60 to 70 percent share harris will be the guy in the red zone for sure just on machine up close um but i mean honestly this this could just help Ramondre in the long run because you don't have to have him out there all of them. You can spell him a little bit more uh, with Harris healthy. This could this could benefit both backs. I don't know. Yeah, interesting to see how it's going to play out. Um, and last up, we got James Conner from the Arizona Cardinals playing right now, or the team is playing right now. He is not active tonight. So um, if you have him here or any other leagues, I hope when you hear this, you don't have an oh shit moment and you are happy with your decision to put him on your bench. Um but if you didn't, sorry to hear that. Uh, they've got got some depth behind him. Um, you know, this is going to be, I guess, this point point is probably irrelevant by the time that you're hearing it. Uh, however, mm-hmm. something to monitor for the weeks coming forward. Um, see if he recovers well and gets put yep. back into the game scripts going forward. All right, what else we got? 
So we've got wide receivers as well, a couple on the list here. Um, Hollywood Brown for Arizona. He's not playing today, and he won't play for another five weeks at least. Um, he has a chipped bone in his foot, um, which is they, they said five to six week recovery. Good news is DeAndre Hopkins is back. Um, we sort of touched on this with the Robbie Anderson. Um, somewhat the reason the Cardinals did this. Frankly, I don't see this being a big thing for Robbie Anderson, um, but we'll just see how it goes. Um, they're playing right now, though, so no news this week. Next up here, we have Jalen Waddell um, of Miami. He has a shoulder injury. He's likely to play with Tua back. Miami's going to be itching to get themselves back into this and really start putting points again. So I think he's going to go. He'd be just fine. And that, and that then... receiving duo in Miami's outstanding not it's so fun to yeah. watch it's so cool they're it's both, great they're both crazy yeah both those guys super electric with the ball in their hands yeah love with, the miami with, offense so far with Tua back as well hopefully he's playing at the same level uh he was before could yeah. be a fun week yeah. looking forward to seeing miami come back together be special um, and then the last wide receiver here, we have Randall Cobb of Green Bay. He has a high ankle pain. He's also super old, um, but he's going to be out for like two to four weeks. Um, maybe Amari Rodgers gets a little more run in the slot, but frankly, the Packers offense is nothing to write home about right now. Lazard is startable. He's He's gotten good targets and good production, but Lazard and the running back in Green Bay right now. Yeah, I would think with, with Cobb out, like potential that Dobbs – has more good weeks because he did have four um, with 16.2 and Dobbs is playing about 90% of the week. He's, he's heavily involved in this offense. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Rogers likes throw. seems like anyway. Yeah. So something to watch there, but overall not thrilled about the Packers so far this year. Um, tight end. We have a couple, we have Cameron Brait. He has a concussion and a neck injury and he's also super old, much like Randall Cobb. Um, he is a multi-week injury. So this is Kate Otten time. Kate Otten played about 80 something percent of the snaps last week, maybe even more than that. Um, and we know Tom Brady loves his tight ends. So I think there's a big opportunity for, um, the rookie tight end to kind of like come in and show what he can do. So interesting to see what happens there. Um, Tampa Bay needs to start winning too. So. They don't need to. They don't need to. Like the Falcons are in first in that division now. Like what? Yeah, they need to. The Falcons are beating them in the division. Yeah, that's okay. It's okay. I've seen enough. <laughs> I've seen enough Tom Brady winning in my life. I don't need to see another season of it. <laughs> Fair, Fair enough. Might be a might be a hot take. I guess. I, I doubt it. I know a lot of people have a not a, maybe not a hatred like I do because he <laughs> always beat the Chargers, but uh, want to see somebody else win. I feel like. I think that's maybe fair. a better way yeah. to say that. That'd be fun. But he's not going to want to stab one. No. So I, I think yeah, there's an opportunity You got another for... 20 years of the misery. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. he's, he's going to be a single man here soon. Instead of, like, working his frustration out in the gym or whatever, he's just going to go beat up on a bunch of defenses. Or or not. We'll see. Yeah. It'll be interesting. He looks very unhealthy. Very thin. Very sad. Um, next up, we have Dalton Schultz. <laughs> tight end he's for not, Dallas. He's not wrong. I love how he, I love how he just threw thing. that. That was just like that was just like a bookend, just like Dude, okay, he looks so sad. He is sad. Moving on. <laughs> he does. Doesn't he look super sad? He does, yeah. Um I mean I would be too if I was getting divorced, so I get it. Um, From Giselle. Or anyone. I'd be oh, sad. Yeah, 
It would sting more if it was Giselle, is what yeah, I mean. I, I'm sure Sarah, yeah, that suck, but as a single dude, you're like, yeah, Giselle's probably a pretty bad person to get married to, and then because this balding guy from. here has definitely has a chance at Giselle Bunchen. Are you kidding hey, me? Get out of here, count me out. Um, shoot that shot. <laughs> Last guy we have here in our injury report, Dalton Schultz, um, tight end for Dallas. Um, he has re-aggravated his knee injury. He's week to week. Um, this feels like an injury that's just going to linger all season long. I, I'm not sure he's really going to play much at all. Which is such um, a bummer. I was so excited about Schultz's potential for the year. I feel like agreed. a lot of people were. And, yeah, I drafted him in a different league higher than I than, – I think I drafted him, like, before Darren Waller went because I was, like, so excited about him. And yeah, and he has been riding the bench. <laughs> so yep. yeah, this feels this feels like one of those injuries that's just gonna kind of stick around. And, well, this and is I don't know if we mentioned this, long. but I know I read it somewhere um, early season. It's like the same injury that Zeke was dealing with, like all of last season. You know what that did to Zeke last was he was on and off the field so much you just couldn't trust it. So is it contagious? Uh, maybe it's just gonna go from den- like Dallas player to Dallas player. Stay away from CD Lamb, please. Yes, please. Um, but that's all we have for injuries. So, Brett, you want to give us the weekly recap here? Yep, uh, let's run through it. First up, we have the Daft Punk tribute band uh, beating too many cooks, uh, 101 to about 81. Uh, next up, we have the Trade Montgomery, sorry, hashtag Trade Montgomery squad. Uh, losing to Return of the Cup, uh, 110.35 to 83.7. Uh, Sean, you done changing your name every week? Just a uh, just a question. I'm curious why it's been the same every week this year. Um, right, last year he changed his name every week. Pretty frequently, but yeah, you yeah. did too. I only yeah, he might have used up all. Make fun of the Cupper Cup in the championship, right. and I he won. But I'm not up, changing anything. Might have used up all of the all of the Cooper Cup iterations <laughs> that he could think. I don't know. Yep, getting back on track. Uh, Prestige Worldwide and Breeze's Pieces had a high scoring matchup with Breeze's Pieces taking the win. 140.2 to 128.34. Uh, next up, we got Devontae's Inferno. Barely edging out Team Rennie, 98.18 to 92.57. And last, we have the thumping of the year, the featured matchup, Cupper Cup, Chub Thumping, Chub Thumping. Uh, 160.65 to 68.01. Those are the highest and lowest scores of the week uh those are the reason i came on the podcast today uh and that is now the largest margin of victory leader for the season uh so that was the featured matchup and we can just briefly go into uh go into what happened there josh do you want to start take your club or mine oh oh wow yeah let's see i'll just go ahead and i'll go ahead and bitch about my own here i mean yeah this this is good (laughs) yeah this this, is like it's open platform yeah Yeah. so you pull up the the preview here i'm I'm using the sleeper for for desktop so the preview looks a little bit different than it would been on your phone so i only see my top three players before scrolling down right and i'm seeing geno smith 12 points fine down week for quarterback and and like looking at this the way i'm seeing it right now you're like okay he could have scored fine for the week with with a couple rough showings from the top three guys but but we'll get there so joe mixon about 15 points a little under projection but respectable i mean not not the worst certainly not his ceiling Nick Chubb, real down week. I mean, he's been he's been hot all year. Seven and a half, it just comes in. Tyler Lockett, kind of inconsistent. I mean, my receiver 
on my team are, are, are hot trash um, for the for the most part. So so I'm pretty much winging it every week with these guys. Um, I wasn't I wasn't hopeful, but I was. He and Gino have had a connection. You know, I was thinking he would at least hit his 11 point projection. That's not that hard to get to. And, um, and the four weeks the four weeks before this, he was at least double digit points. That's what I'm you saying. Know, ten, 10 points is the I, lowest. I felt confident. I felt yeah. confident in playing the man. He was and, on fire by beer pong rules. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so anyway, we got Mike Williams, who has historically been been inconsistent. But with Keenan Allen out, he's been he's been getting the targets. I mean, I, everybody knows how big of a, a target he is in the red zone. He just he just doesn't drop passes. And I mean, if you watch this game, this game was just ugly, man. It was so it's it just has been miserable. These Thursday and Monday night games, I feel like have just not been entertaining to watch. Um, so add, add that to the list. T Higgins. I, I don't even know, man. Like, just it overall. I mean, you look at the rest. Of my my the highlight of my week was Kyle Pitts scoring a touchdown because that has yet to happen. It's kind of scary, right? Yeah, the yeah. highlight is Kyle Pitts. Yeah, and and he finished with <laughs> he finished with nine point four points, three of three receiving for for nineteen yards. But he scored a touchdown, which means Mariota is not blind. Uh, he can see <laughs> the giant guy wearing the number eight jersey in the end zone officially. So uh, we might have some some light to look forward to there. But uh, you look at the rest of this, Michael Gallup, I mean, not playing with Dak. They don't have a connection is what it is. Kicker defense, I mean, I, I don't really care to touch on, though. I mean, kickers, so I feel like so random. And, and defense, you guys mentioned it earlier, Falcons are in first. Uh, I didn't expect the 49ers to only get three points against the Falcons because they're not that good. But uh, here, <laughs> the, here's the situation wrong. we were in. And, and the you Niners look- got the Niners fell for the trap. They have Kansas City this week, and they were looking ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, all in all, man, just a just a total miss by my team. I had one good guy on my bench who nobody in their right mind would have started. No, Taekwon never. Thornton. I mean, it just wouldn't have happened, right? Maybe in a couple of weeks if we start to see some positive trending. But, but I mean, this was going to be the starting lineup no matter what, right? And it just was a huge, huge miss by my team. So disappointed, but uh, I, I can't say that I was – super confident about my team going into the season in general so i knew i was going to have some weeks like this so nice job brett by completely smacking yeah yep and it, it does it doesn't help it doesn't help like your team <laughs> shat the bed so hard but like it doesn't help that brett's team had an incredible yeah week. went completely off it just it just yeah nothing was in my favor here so yeah i've been getting anyway. into it briefly just covering some of the the places i mean the burrow chase stack got 62 points so those two players almost uh beat you by themselves did it themselves yeah Yeah, it's a it's a week of of the players that need to produce producing like they should be i've had some rough weeks uh but yeah burrow's getting over 30 mccaffrey getting his 20 singletary had an okay uh game at 12 i think that's kind of what you can hope for for a good game from singletary um chase like i said around 30 digs around 30 uh, the one uh, big disappointment is the Curtis Samuel play. I was between him and Mooney. Didn't know who to play. Both of them are, are kind of iffy, and I needed someone in there for Thomas. Uh, I went with Samuel. Turns out Mooney was the play. Uh, tight end. I've had, I don't think I've had a tight end score more than six points all season, and I have three on my roster that got over 12 points this week. So uh, Tanyan ended up being the right play by one or two points at 14. Uh, Brown had his injury, and then just Tucker and Buffalo, solid seven points showing. So uh, 
just uh, a week where everything came together. Feel pretty feel pretty happy about that. Yeah. Polar opposite weeks. So <laughs> yeah, but you that... can hear it too, and just the way that the points were were uh, <laughs> talked about by yeah. each of you. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that uh, that has the largest margin of victory for the year at ninety two point six four. So that's the number. It's gonna be hard. Number that's beat. gonna be hard to top. Yeah. We talk, I mean, we talked about it last week. Like, it was going to be hard to top Blake's. Um, and the funny thing about it is, Brett, you beat it by scoring less points less than Blake points. had when he had his margin of victory. Yeah, I don't... Have we had... I'm sure it's happened. Have we had, like, a notable highest score, lowest score matchup in recent memory? I mean, it seems like it was just the perfect, uh, you know, perfect, perfect collision. Storm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not that I know of. Not off the top of my head, but I can... Nope. I can. We have we have the records, we have receipts on that. We can check. <laughs> yeah, so that leaves our records at me being three and two, Luke being five and zero oh so far. So good work. We have a, another one to pick this week. So just keep it rolling, I guess. We're gonna, we're gonna um, keep crashing Blake down. Blake is still it. one and zero. Oh. Yeah, hasn't picked another one yet. So. All right. Um, cool. That's well, where we're at. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Brett, congratulations, Josh. Tough fucking luck. Just tough. <laughs> luck. Good luck, man. <laughs> yeah. No, we're we are full. We are we are full sending on the rebuild here over the next couple of seasons. I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. I, I'm I'm loving it here with you, Eric. <laughs> well, uh, you can't make a, a rebuild happen without picking up a few players, and so let's talk about the waiver action that happened during this past week. Josh, you are the uh, the biggest move here. Uh, yep. by picking up Latavius Murray, the running back from Denver that got a majority of the work in game this past week. Melvin Gordon did not play, like, the entire second half, pretty much. Latavius Murray was the guy who got the run. Josh, you picked him up for $21. No one else bid on him. Uh, I guess we're all just worried about the backfield situation in Denver yeah. and how unclear it is. But Latavius Murray, uh, 47% of the snaps, 15 attempts for 60. Um, you like that usage, for sure. Yeah, I... Uh... I, you know, it was against the Chargers, so naturally I sat down and watched every second of the game, and uh, I just kind of, I, I liked what I saw. He was moving well with the team. Um, you know, it, it's been known since the beginning of the season. Melvin Gordon made a public statement. You know, he's like, Denver doesn't want me here. They want Javante to be the guy. So to see him essentially get benched for no apparent reason the second half last week, um, and Mike Boone and, and Latavius Murray kind of coming out and, and taking over the show, uh, $21 had I known that nobody else was going to bid I would have bid a dollar obviously but I have been really really hurting for somebody to put in my flex spot every you know week in week out and if the if the share kind of starts trending to where it was this past week I think that he could be that guy for me um, I'm just hopeful I haven't really made a lot of other big moves yet this season so I had the budget um, and yeah we'll see how it shakes out yeah we will uh, unfortunate thing for you right now based off of that pickup is that days ago Hackett did come out and say that he and Melvin Gordon had a good sit-down meeting and that Gordon is going to start this week. Um, but starting running back in Denver is so fluid that yep. he could lie within the first two snaps of the game. Gordon's got some fumbling problems here and there. I mean, there there are plenty of variables yep. in play that, that could lead Murray to being at least useful in a flex role for me, and that's all I need him for. I mean, he's not going to be better than, like, Mixon or Chubb. So I, I'm not looking for a running back one or two. I'm just looking for some depth at this point yep exactly i think it's i think it's a worthy shot at this point in the season yeah i would agree definitely is uh if you aren't aware of melvin gordon's fumbling issue like you haven't seen uh it is through six weeks he has fumbled the ball four times and they have lost two of them who were scooped up for pretty massive swings in these yeah Uh, 
His so previous season happy. high is six, and that was in his first season. Yikes. So not, no, not, not good. good at all. The other pickup that we had this week, Blake picked up quarterback Taylor Heineke for free um, because, as our notes say, glass bones Wentz hurt his whittle fingy. So that's that's it. Taylor Heineke is going to start for the for the Washington Commanders and might as well pick up the QB if you need us. Yeah, I mean, frankly, like Wentz is probably on his way to the bench anyways. Wasn't playing well. Yeah. yeah. Riverboat Ron likes to stick with his guys, though. Yeah, but he's bad. <laughs> that, that's all we need to say. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, that's the analysis right there. Boom, done. So, Moving like, on. But yeah, trade review would be next. No trades. So we're gonna move on into a special segment presented by our two guests, Josh and Brett. So we have a special segment that me and Josh put together called "Who a Bitch." So the uh the I point wanna, of this I w- game i want to preface real quick okay these yes, two please. in in <laughs> text while we were just chatting about this setting up and what we would be doing these two just say check the outline we put instructions for a secret segment that we have and i scroll into the outline i say oh no there's instructions and then i scroll into the outline the instructions literally just say have exactly one shot ready in front of you and that's it that's so, all you need to know. We're, you're going to learn yep. the rest right well, now. We're going to learn today. You'll learn why. Uh, so the segment is called Who a Bitch? And this is kind of a game show uh, that was inspired by a couple players in our league. Uh, two of them with us today. Uh, you know, Josh and Eric have had some rough seasons, especially last week. So, so we chose the topic of underachievers uh, for this game show. Uh, so what's going to happen is me and Josh went through and found some notable underachievers. And we're going to give you a couple names. And Luke and Eric are going to have 30 seconds to uh, make their debate and come up with a consensus uh, pick for which of those two players is underachieving worse. And so the, cri- okay. All right. so the criteria All right. like for who is underachieving worse is average weekly deviation. So it's not total points versus total projected points. It's their average deviation from their weekly projection. Okay, so you guys put some real legwork into yeah, this damn. then. Yes, we, so we hammered we have, the league hard, and then we put this together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so right. we have seven questions. You need four of them to make me and Josh take a shot. Oh, if you don't I see. get four, then you two have to take a shot. All right. Uh, Josh, okay. did I miss anything? No, that sounds good. I just, you guys are clear okay. on the, I'm pulling on the rules? Up. Yeah, I get okay. it. Okay, I'm pulling consensus. up a 30 clock seconds on... consensus, got it. Yep, yep, I'm pulling up a clock on my phone. I'll show on the screen so you guys can't uh, can't act like you're taking uh, yeah, and no, longer than you no using sleep. I'm assuming we're not allowed to look things up. Yet. Correct. No, just, no, no hands it. up. <laughs> hand check. No hand check got the it. entire time. We'll do the oh, hand geez. check. Yeah, freshman in high school. Uh... Okay, and, and so you guys have to have a consensus. If between you do not have a consensus, yeah, between the two of you, if you don't have a consensus, then you get the question wrong. All right. Okay. Cool. So, number one, we got a couple of RB2s that are having a little underachieving years. We have Daryl Henderson and James Conner. Between these two, who a bitch? You're on the clock. And this... It's mm. so it's from their projection. Yeah. Yeah. So it, from it's their projection, projection through seven weeks. 
I, I, I lean Connor because of the injuries. Like his high projection will lead to a like a big loss on game. That was my thought as well. Is he's the starter? Twenty seconds. And Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson uh, are in a split, so their projections are going to be lower. Yeah, uh, I think seconds. Connor's projections are going to be higher versus his projections. I go Connor. We say we say Connor. Hey, what's your? Connor. You are correct, James Connor. Let's go. Uh, nice. James Connor is underachieving uh, on in on average four almost four and a half points below his projection. Wow. Daryl Henderson is uh, minus two point six. Uh, thirty seconds seemed a little quick. Do we want to give him forty, Josh? Yeah, we can go. Good. I don't want to. I don't want to make. Do 30. You can do thirty. I didn't want to make this segment too long in the podcast. Yeah, we, we can had, do thirty. We Lightly had to clarify. We had, we had a little bit of clarification right at the start. Yeah, we had to we clarify did. the rules yeah. at the beginning. Okay, so Sounds we good. got. Sounds good. We got two receivers up next from my new hometown in Denver. We got Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Who a bitch? Is the clock going? The clock oh, has shit. started. Yep. Now. Okay. Clock. Right. Uh, what do you think? My immediate gut reaction is Jerry Judy, um, because Sutton's had some pretty good weeks. I would say he's honestly overachieved his projection um, sometime, like more often than Judy's had the in. Like he's had a little bit of troubles. Yeah, Judy's also only had I think one touchdown all season, so that definitely doesn't help him. Uh, Five yeah, seconds. I think I think I'm with you. I think I'm with Judy as well. That was my okay. We'll go. We'll go Judy. Nice. You guys got it again. So Jerry Judy yes. uh, was the worst player. Um, he has been, on average, undershooting his projection by by 1.84 points per week. And not too far behind, Cortland Sutton has been underperforming by just just a little bit better uh, at, at minus 1.18 from his 1.84 is not that bad, actually. No, it's no, really not. I'm, I'm surprised it's as low as that. Well, I mean, it, we're yeah. surprised because the Denver offense has been so abysmal, but the receivers yeah. have actually somewhat been producing and, overall. That's fair. Yeah, and the projections, you know, kind of follow the expectations. So as the as the offense has, yeah. you know, to work we've seen down. what it actually yeah. is, the projections, you know, will get lower. Yep. yep. Two. Well, that's two. So far, so good. Okay. Okay. Two for two. All right. Next up, we got a we got a hot rivalry in the NFC North between the Vikings and the Packers. We're looking at the comparison between Ooh, Dalvin MVP. Cook and Aaron Jones. Ooh. Who a bitch. <sighs> My gut is Dalvin Cook. He's had like a good week, uh, and Jones has had a couple weeks where he's actually turned out pretty yeah, well. Yeah, but but to me, it seems like when Jones hasn't had a good week, like they've been bad. This is a hard one. This one's really tough. Oh man, um, Cook like barely met it last week. Too, I would say, of, like, I would the say, fifty-three yard run again. Five this seconds. is a situation of a split versus pure starter. Green Bay is split. So I would got? go Dalvin Cook. All right, Cook. Correct. This is not looking good. Yeah. Damn it! <laughs> so, shit. Yeah, that sucks. So Aaron Jones, overall, I would say has been worse. He had one week. It was week two, I believe, that he doubled his projection. Which yeah. is what pulls him up. Yep. So exact numbers for anybody listening. Um, we are looking at Dalvin Cook, who is worse and is uh, below his projection by an average of 1.92 points per week. Aaron Jones be- coming at 1.75 points oh under God. projection per week. So it's very, very close. That was tight. That was a tight one. And that was the most hemming at home, too. So yep. I guess. All right. Yep. Brett, what do we got next? Next, next up. We uh, we thought it'd be fun to grab a couple players from our own teams. Uh, so from uh, my team, uh, we got Dawson Knox. From Josh's team, we got Kyle Pitts. 
Oh god. Between these two, oh, man. who a bitch. You're on the clock. Doesn't this feel like a trick question, Luke? It kind of does because <laughs> Kyle Pitts has been so bad. Um yeah. I just don't know what But I Knox's think his expectations were been. a lot higher. Yeah. yeah. Knox's projection are concerning. He also did have a really solid week this last week, which might do like another Dalvin Cook of, or an Aaron Jones effect, Could you be. know, to kind of flip him around. I want to go Pitts. I want to go Pitts as well, based on the expectations have been higher. He's been the linchpin at the start of the season, so Pitts. we'll go with Pitts. All right. Well, Brett and I. Well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, we didn't make this hard enough. I guess Let's not. Go. <laughs> I think I think we did this maybe in the wrong order because these last, at least the last two, are the hardest. But okay. yeah, but we'll, we're going to finish it out. Yeah. Just, just we'll still do it. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, I'm going to put my shot class off to the That's side two out of three. <laughs> Brett, you want to give him the, the actual breakdown on points? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh. Uh, so the correct answer was Kyle Pitts. He's missing his projection by minus 2.59 on average. Dawson Knox is minus 1.71. So you were, you were correct that Dawson Knox hasn't been as good, but his projection was also lower. Uh, so that sucks. Uh, congratulations. Next up... <laughs> I already poured the shot, so I'm going to be taking it. Yeah, I'll take mine in solidarity with you guys. <laughs> we appreciate uh, it. You, you have more pride than us uh, because we wouldn't have. I would have laughed at you. Oh, I, I actually told Logan about this on the phone on my drive home work earlier, and I was like, Logan honestly, trying to turn up? Well, I was like, honestly, no matter who wins, I have a feeling we're all for taking the shot. <laughs> yeah. I think it's valid. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're on to question five. Um, so keeping the theme of team versus team, we grabbed a couple players from your guys' teams. Okay. So from right. uh, Luke's team, we have DJ Moore. From Ooh. Eric's team, we have Mr. Drake London. Ooh. Cool bitch. Oh, it's got to be DJ Moore. I would say London DJ was Moore. good the first three weeks. It, DJ Moore is the wide receiver one in that offense, and his projection, even while underperforming a amount, I feel like his projection has stayed pretty damn high for what yeah, he's London's projections done. never really gotten a whole lot higher than like 10 11 points and he's he's the first three weeks he was good and then like the next week he had decent reception it's got to be dj Moore. i would say dj Moore. i don't think he's had a single week uh in half ppr where he's gone over yeah, it's got to be dj man you guys are on a roll <laughs> yeah that sucks the way you guys explain it make it sound like it's so easy. When we were putting this together, we were like, "Oh, that's a that's a pretty good one." They both have had some rough some rough well, weeks. So yeah, and before Brett, Brett gives you like the actual so, breakdown, we would we were looking at players that have um, that were similar in ADP, similar in projected points for the season, and have a similar yeah. amount of accumulated points already mm-hmm. this season. So it was as close as possible and yeah right. you guys have just made very good yeah. points and some educated yeah, and guesses this one this one is the largest gap of any of the ones we've we've brought up drake london is only missing his projection by minus 0.127 so yeah, he's, he's almost actually like pretty on solid yeah. for the season dj moore is missing his projection by an average of minus 33.3 repeating of course uh off right. his weekly projection yeah, that, that does not surprise that me. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. All right, we got two more. Um, I'm going to present my last one here, and this is my favorite matchup of all of them on the list mm. personally. All right. We got two former teammates of Luke's favorite team, Sad Boys, Alan Robinson and Darnell Ooh. Mooney, who oh. the bigger bitch. <laughs> oh, this <laughs> on one's, the clock. I think this one's. I think this one's actually hard. Yeah, this um, is definitely the hardest, I think. Yeah, it is. 
um, because they both have been trashed. Oh, wow. uh, <laughs> my initial, seconds. my gut says uh, Allen Robinson because his duds, too, my, his duds were so, so bad. And the Bears offense was never projected to be good. So I don't know what Mooney's projections have been. I would what say Allen Robinson. Allen. Wrong. We got one. We got ah, okay. Let's go. This one was really tight. Tightest one of all of the all of the comparisons. We got Darnell Mooney underperforming by an average of three point four two from his weekly projection, and okay. Allen Robinson underperforming by three point zero four. So four tenths mm. of a point there between them. Um, I actually lied. Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones are closer, yeah. but in my opinion, this one was harder to wish. This one was yeah, harder, definitely. Harder. So we, we got, got one, one. We got one last matchup for you that Brett's going to tell you. Yeah. Twist. And this one, it's probably good that you won because this one is kind of cheating from the formula we told you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is the uh, competition of the washed QBs. So I'm going to give you three washed QBs, and you have to rank them from biggest oh. bitch to least big bitch. We'll give you so a minute most underperforming. Yeah, we'll give you a minute. For, so most underperforming to closest to projection. Okay. You ready for the names? Three quarterbacks. Yeah. Three washed quarterbacks. We got Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Who the biggest bitch? Gosh. It feels to I, me the order. I kind of think Rodgers is three. As in, as in least big bitch? Biggest bitch. Oh, yeah. I, I say Aaron Rodgers is the biggest bitch. Like the terminology. Yeah. Yeah. I love yep. it. Rodgers, I Rodgers is the biggest bitch. I read somewhere he has not had a single week over seventeen fantasy points yet this year. Yeah, I think Rodgers is biggest bitch. I actually think like this is somewhat of a trick question, and Russell Wilson's least big bitch. He's had a couple decent weeks. I just don't. I haven't followed Brady. Now. He's been like, fantasy production. He hasn't been. been like great, but he's been like three, four points off usually. Yeah, right, because of you know he's he's rushing and Brady doesn't have that. And when he, I don't have a lot of information. Brady, it feels either. it feels like Rodgers is the biggest bitch, and then Brady yeah, and the Russ other two is a toss up. I'm fine seconds. going. I'm fine going. Rogers biggest, then Brady, then Russell. I'm cool with that. Yeah. We'll Rogers okay. is the big bitch. Russell's the little bitch. So your your final answer is Rogers, Brady, Wilson. Yes. yes. That is incorrect. Ah, it makes sense. Aaron, I'll <laughs> I'll give you the order and the numbers. Aaron Rodgers minus five point six seven. Russell Wilson, minus 3.77. Tom Brady, minus 3.66. Okay, oh. so those two were super close. All right. <laughs> so there's your, there's your battle of wash QBs. And there is the first uh, annual, potentially probably not, uh, game <laughs> of Who a Bitch. I liked it. That was yeah, fun. It's nice. Officially a part of the uh, okay. of the podcast outline, so you guys can have it in. The yeah, this is this is fantasy blue answers. balls canon now. It's here forever. I like it. Okay, awesome. so me and Josh have our shots ready. Hey Jackson, if you're listening, I'm using the shot glasses you got me for Christmas. I have one that we stole from uh, Welch Ave. Mine came. Uh, so we got shining star on cue or something. Uh, All mean, right. Three. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. Cheers to the camera. Yeah. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Oh, not good. Oh, yeah. That's good. <sighs> oh, that was For those who don't know, I had I had New Amsterdam peach vodka. Yeah. What do we all do, is, shots? Yeah, we got to do a whole. Not good. We got to do a whole. What you're drinking? Yeah, Eric. What, yeah, what were you drinking good. again? <laughs> 
Uh, New Amsterdam peach vodka. I got it from um, one of our vendors at like a lunch. They give you like goodie bags. There you go. There. Nice. And Josh. it's not good. Oh, cool. I mean, sweet. Josh, what, what did you take a shot of? <laughs> I had a shot of Southern Comfort. Oh, boy. Ooh. Oh, yes. boy. Brett, what about you? Uh, you already know New Amsterdam Pink Whitney. The Pink Whitney. Best shot there fucking is. Gotta do it. I myself was rocking the Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. Ooh, mm, love nice. Screwball. That's a good choice. Uh-huh. Yeah, that is like a good whiskey. choice. Mm. So, I yeah, was that's... close to doing... I was close to doing... Do- or, uh, it's called Smorgasm, which is uh, s'mores-flavored whiskey, but yep. I didn't have the whole thing left. Uh, so is that, that good? Made. Fair. Because I love s'mores things. It's all right. Like, s'mores-flavored things are like always hot my take. favorite. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Liking s'mores is a hot take. Damn, dude. <laughs> no, I mean, like, like if Too I go to fire. the grocery store and I want some Pop-Tarts, I'm probably picking up s'mores Pop-Tarts. The s'mores Pop-Tarts, yes. Yeah. They, yeah. Those I, are hear, the I hear you. Top-tier Pop-Tarts. I think it's, I think it's all right. It's, it's fine. It's acceptable. Speaking of acceptable, my power ranking. So here we go. We've got the power (laughs) rankings going in um, to week number seven here. Um, Number 10, too many cooks. Over the last week, I added efficiency, um, and I also um, just kind of like tweaked how that works a little bit. Um, And so that has moved me down to number 10. I am the least efficient team in the league so far. Um, So that's super exciting. Uh, Number nine, we have Team Rennie. Number eight, Josh Chubb Thumpin, staying exactly where you were. Um, number seven, we've got Return of the Cup. Number six, dropping down three spots after adding in um, the efficiency, is hashtag Trey Montgomery. Devontae's Inferno, Jackson, moving down a spot to number five. Brees' Pieces, Ermin, moving up to number four. That's a good team. I really like yeah, I really I, like. I was Ermin's surprised to hear how low they were last week. I, yeah, I, was I think well. this is... I think this is a lot more accurate. Mm-hmm. That's a good team. Um, number three, we have Daft Punk Tribute, Dan, Tribute Band moving down a spot to number three. Um, Cup or Cup, congratulations, moving up three spots to on number the, two. On the back of the um, massive point total. Yep. Where, where, where victory. Yep. Decent efficiency as well, so good work for you. Um, and then our number one, to no one's surprise, is Prestige Worldwide. Probably going to hold yeah. that spot. Team is- yep. Nuts. For a while. <laughs> yep. That'll be... We got... It's not the featured matchup, but uh, since I, I know I'm playing Blake this week, and right now after I change out all my buys, we're at a basically a 50-50 uh, uh, projected, you know, margin of victory or whatever. So... Yeah. Uh, only so reason you guys are... might change. Yeah. Yeah. Only reason you aren't the featured matchup is because you were the featured matchup last I know. week. Yep. So. Yeah. We've got some, That's why I said it now. Some, <laughs> yep, some balancing to do. But speaking of the feature matchup, we have the Daft Punk Tribute Band, number three in the power rankings, going against Brace's Pieces, number four in the power rankings. And when this started um, before the Arizona-New Orleans game, we were at a 7.5 spread in favor of the Daft Punk Band. So um, who wants to break down um, some of these matchups here? Yeah, well, considering Luke is part of this matchup, I will go ahead and be the one that breaks down his team so he doesn't blow smoke up his own ass. That's fair. Um, yeah. So, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so obviously you just mentioned uh, we were seven and a half points in favor of Luke's team. Um, so let's just do a quick little breakdown here. You know I love my guy, Herbert. 
I mean, I, I'm rooting for Herbert all day long. I, I don't care who's if I'm playing against him. I, it doesn't matter. I'm rooting for the for my guy. I love him. So um, strong quarterback. I mean, one of the one of the top options that you can have. Uh, nothing really to complain about there. Uh, running backs, we're looking at Josh Jacobs and Kenny Walker. Um, I, Josh Jacobs is having quite a year for himself, in my opinion. I, I, arguably better than I thought he would do, and I can see the salt on Brett's face right now after trading him Hurts away. Bad. Yeah, <laughs> not actually. Fine, I'm um, still happy with that trade. Half, I like half of that up. trade worked out very well for you, you know, yeah, because more, DJ Moore yeah. is shitting the bed. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, Josh Jacobs. Probably going to keep on rolling. Um, projected at 15.87. Wouldn't be surprised to see him exceed that against the Texans. Um, Walker, you know, still kind of new into this workhouse or workhorse role after Penny went down. Um, has had some great production. Uh, you know, love to see young guys get involved and, and produce. So I think that's an exciting exciting matchup to watch for. They're playing the Chargers, though. Um, uh-oh. Bros. Okay, no. Sorry. All my audio cut out for a second. So I thought I lost you guys. Uh, um, anyway, playing the Chargers, uh, decent defense. I mean, I got to watch them, you know, kind of swallow up all of the Denver backfield. Not that they're anything to write home about, but um, definitely uh, an interesting matchup there. Moving on to his three receivers, we got CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, before, before you move on, I want to talk about Kenneth Walker a little bit. Yeah, please. Um, just like watching some of his highlights, I know he only got like 4.6 to carry, which is actually pretty solid, but he looked great he looked in that electric. last game. Yeah. He's making people miss. They're breaking tackles like crazy. He looked fantastic. I, th- I think he's going to be in a big end of the season. I, I totally agree. I think he's heating up right at the right time here for you, Luke, to yeah. make a make a playoff push. Um, all right. Anyway, moving on to the receivers. Just mentioned him. C.D. Lamb, Debo Samuel, Mike Evans. All three very, very solid options. Um, nobody that's just screaming wide receiver one overall potential here, but three very dependable guys. I, I would take any of them on my team if, if wanted to donate one of them to my roster. Would be happy to plug them in. Uh, hey, man, the so, round turn, you know. Some some decent matchups. I mean, we got the Cowboys with Dak coming back against the Lions, who were at least at the beginning of the season an extremely exciting offense to watch. This could be a shootout. We could see C.D. Lamb blow up here with his, with his QB1 back and playing another – potentially high scoring offense uh we got debo samuel versus the chiefs which you know two other offensive powers again we, we've got some potential for some blow-up games here and then mike evans obviously week in week out brady loves throwing to him i think there's there's solid potential here um in in general i, I like all three matchups here for luke's receiving core looking like a pretty promising re- week there um at tight end luke started Taysom hill who's playing right now so I mean, he's he's almost at his projection for the week, and that projection is probably just going to keep on improving as they're actually, down. So I want to. Uh, his projection at the start was actually like a four point five. Oh, okay. Well, let me rephrase that. He has over doubled his projection for the week, um, which so it looks like a smart play from Luke. Um, obviously, Taysom Hill is a a very very versatile player. Um, was was amazing when he was starting quarterback and you could plug him into your tight end spot and essentially be in a in a two QB league cheating that system pretty cool uh can't do that anymore unfortunately but either way um he's playing right now so I can see that obviously he's exceeding his projection and it's they're down at the end of the third quarter here um he's going to continue to see some targets get some carries maybe throw a few passes you know who, who knows Andy Dalton has been shit in the bed this game so We'll see what happens with that situation. And then uh, finish out in the lineup here. We, we talked a lot about Stevenson earlier. He's projected at 13.2. 
you know, we'll see how this Harris situation works out. But if he continues getting the the majority of the carries, I could see him exceeding this. He looks great with the ball. Uh, New England seems to have figured out how to have him run in their system. And uh, exciting player to watch. And then, you know, kicker defense, uh, what a kicker, whatever. Defense, though, Dallas defense against Detroit. Like I mentioned earlier with CeeDee Lamb, this could turn into a high-scoring affair. We, we have no idea what this is going to be quite yet. But uh, something to watch out for. I think that would be my... The only concern of all of the players starting, they're projected at 9.75, which is high for a defense, but that game could quickly flip the other way, in my opinion. So that's how I see it. But overall, Luke, I, I think your your week's looking really strong, even without some of your players that you would normally be able to plug from this pretty tough bye week. So, but I'll let yeah. you uh, I'll let you break down your opponent, and we'll get our decisions in here. Break them down hard. Yeah, we'll we'll flip it. We'll flip it, and we'll talk about Ehrman's team, and then and then. Uh, do a little back and forth with Eric and Brett and see what's, what's happening, all right? But looking at Ehrman's team, we talked about it. Ehrman's team is incredibly strong. I mean, he's in first place right now, the league, with the 5-1 record, just four more points than Jackson. So it's tight, but this team is solid. You start up at the quarterback, you start with Patrick Mahomes. We've talked about Mahomes in the past. Mahomes is unbelievably good, and the past few weeks he has been otherworldly. Week 4, 23 points. Week 5, 30.5, and last week against Buffalo, points san francisco uh this kansas city offense doesn't have a run game so their success has to go through patrick mahomes he's doing it it's working out i'm terrified that i'm going up against him um next up we got alvin kamara who the past two weeks uh has popped off he's he's kind of returned to form a little bit tonight against arizona so far not really seeing as much of that uh 11 for 49 right now 6.1 and the saints are down so they're going to be moving away from um, which opens up the door for Kamara to catch passes. He's very versatile. If we were doing this before this game had started, I would be singing the praises of Alvin. Uh, he would be, he would be, you know, two strong weeks in a row. He'd be going for that third week. He would be going to get on fire. Uh, just not panning out for that right now. Uh, there's always that potential that he just breaks off a run and scores him. Next up, the story, honestly, of this matchup, Brees Hall. Uh, he was the rookie draft number one overall pick for good reason we all saw him at iowa state you know what a massive guy he is what a monster he has taken control of new york backfield in the past three weeks uh 14.8 27.7 20 points taking control touchdowns in the past games and receiving work as well uh not as much as you like to see but still uh he has that potential to get involved in the passing game and zach wilson like and they like using Brees Hall in this offense against denver denver's a pretty strong defense so we'll see if he can use but i like i like the potential for Brees Hall. um wide receiver position is where ermans is a little bit lacking he does have amon ross st brown now who is coming back off of injury had a down week last week but coming off of the bye week we talked about this match detroit and dallas it end up being very high scoring Great for Amon Ross St. Brown, and honestly, he could probably single-handedly down my receiving core on his, um, just he has that potential. Uh, Jacoby Myers has been very good as well so far this season. Uh, target machine for a majority of the time, 6, 13, 8, uh, but 80% snaps, he's the clear one in this. It'll depend on the quarterback situation. We don't know if it's Mac Jones, we it's Bailey Zappi, but Monday night against Chicago, I honestly think that they might target run game a little bit more in that sh- matchup against Chicago rallying for the past. Just Bill Belichick knows weakness, he knows how to exploit stuff, and they might just go. Um, Amari Cooper is so quietly having a good season. Honestly, you don't think about it, but he is having a very good season uh, in Cleveland. 
clear number one, 12 targets the past each of the past two weeks. He's the number one, number 10 wide receiver in PPR, number 13 in standard. Um, only two two weeks outside of double digits, but he has two weeks above 20 points, uh, four weeks above 12 points. So he's trusted by Jacoby Brissett right now. And again, we talk about matchups that could be high scoring. Baltimore, again, it's a divisional matchup. It could go either way. But this one's going to be a close one, and Amari Cooper is going to be necessary. If Cleveland wants to have any success, it's just Cleveland right now is not doing a good job of that because overall they're kind of garbage. Um, but Amari Cooper can still have a very good week. Uh, Travis Kelsey is Travis Kelsey. He's We all know Travis Kelsey. There's nothing else I need to say about that. And the stack with Mahomes is stupid. Uh, Alan Lazard going up against the Washington football team. Alan Lazard is the one in Green Bay, and he is becoming – he has four touchdowns on the season. Consistent. He's effective. He's efficient. Um, and I expect that to continue against uh, this week. Um, Despite Green Bay's offense having struggles overall, the Lizard King is still doing his thing uh, with only one week below 10 points, and that was 80, so he's right there. His high is 15.6. So uh, against Washington, I expect at least 10 again to happen here. Harrison Butker came back. Harrison Butker came back with me at least 0.6. He's one of the best kickers in the NFL. uh, he's just a fantasy stud when he's in, so uh, he'll have a he'll succeed. And then the Giants against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know about this one. Um, the Giants overall have been a very good defense on the season, just not a very good fantasy defense thing. They're the number 19 defense for fantasy purposes. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are kind of sneaky offensively. I'm not saying they're world beaters, but they're producing. ETN's kicking off a bit. Trevor Lawrence is finding a rhythm, and Christian Kirk has the potential to have like a two, three touchdown game uh, any week. He's kind of cooled down after the first three weeks, but he has that that potential for sure to pop off. And so I just don't know what to expect out of the Giants here, but I'm also not going to play the Chargers against the Seahawks because the Seahawks offense up points. They could just go off. So I would also go with the Giants there. Um, in the play, I just feel excited about it uh, if I were to play them myself. So honestly, oh, I mean, this one, calling this matchup is going to be tough for you three. It's not going to be tough for me because legally I am obligated uh, to do what I can do. Um, but Ehrman's team is very good. And I think that the ceiling on this team is incredibly high. Uh, so this matchup is going to be a good matchup. I, I'm looking forward to seeing how it plays out uh, at the end of the week. But yeah, what do we think about how this matchup could play out, guys? What are we thinking? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... Go ahead, Brett. Nope, I was, I was just going to say I, I'm a, a big fan of Ehrman's team. I think we talked about it in the power rankings. Uh, looking now after this Thursday game started, there's about a 15-point spread. Um, I'm guessing most of that is from Kamara only having six points at the, at the moment and then uh, Taysom Hill having that touchdown. Uh, but I, I'm scrolling through Ehrman's team. I don't see a ton of buys as to you know why that spread might be bigger than you know just the, the current status. And I know Sleeper... You know, you get a two-point catch, and, you know, it'll change the projections by a ton. Uh, but I, I just – I think Ehrman has such a good team, especially with Brees Hall uh, picking it up. I know he he started a little slower, but now he's – I mean, you, you see you see him uh, making those highlight plays almost every week now. I mean, maybe it's a highlight because we're all Iowa State fans. Uh, but, I mean, you, you know, see him getting those touchdowns. You see him getting those touches. The Jets are not a joke or at least as much of a joke this year. I see them as a somewhat competitive team. Um, they are second going... in the AFC East. And if uh, if Kansas City had beaten Buffalo, they would be first in the AFC. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but just going through the teams, all the matchups are tight. Uh, but I guess I don't know if it's too early to put my prediction in. I'm 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 sticking with Breeze's. Yeah, I think the key I think the key players here is going to be the Mahomes Kelsey stack. If that goes well um, for Ehrman, that's going to be a big. Personally, I think both Brees and Aminra are being underprojected right now. Brees only at eighteen and Aminra only at twelve. I think those are really low. Totally uh, agree. That just doesn't. That's just not right to me. Um, but I, you could somewhat say the same thing about Josh as well because he's been absolutely popping off. He's at sixteen project. He is due for a good day again. Pretty bad Houston defense still. Um, I think this is pretty close. I think it's a lot closer than the sixteen point spread that we're looking at right now. Um, I do think I'm going to go with Ehrman's team, though. Um, I like that Mahomes-Kelsey stack on, I think it's the third highest over-under on the week, um, and Amon Ross St. Brown on the second highest over-under of the week. All right. So you're picking the Ehrman's team, huh? All right, I'll, I'll take it from here. I am. Um, I, well, I, we already know what Luke's picking, but uh, we'll let him elaborate a little bit more in just a second but uh, i'm actually going to go with luke's squad as well i'm looking at the matchups here you know player to player and team to team matchups and i i think i just like the the ceiling potential of luke's squad this week over ermans i think the receiving core all have good matchups uh, like you said i think josh jacobs is under projected herbert I, I, I gotta just bet on on the team with Herbert on it realistically as as Brett's over there pouring another shot. I'm pouring a college rum and coke. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Figured I'd let the audience know. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna we're, I'm going with Luke's team here. Um, I think seeing this uh, Thursday night game play out live while we're recording is also helpful and a little bit indicative of, of what might keep happening here throughout the weekend. Um, but we will. We will see. So, yeah, my, my vote's for you, Luke. I appreciate the vote. I'm going with myself because legally, per the bylaws of the show, I have to go with myself. Um, and honestly, I probably would go with my team anyway in a vacuum if it was if we were looking at it um, with no teams attached. Uh, because Josh Jacobs, we've already talked about him, but Kenneth Walker is is having that role uh and establishing it and i don't want to say he's underprojected, but he does have the potential to have a 20 week for sure i mean he had 18 last week he's getting the run he's the guy in that up and i think there's potential for debo against the chiefs to just absolutely pop off um i think that those are two guys that like will go with jacobs will go with seek the two like leaders but kenneth walker and debo samuel are probably going to be the guys for me that that are going to be essential um for pulling this now, on the flip side, looking at Ehrman's squad, yes, Brees Hall and Amon Ross St. Brown scare the ever-living shit out because they can both have massive, massive weeks, and then the Mahomes and Kelsey stack just can drown maybe. Kelsey doesn't need a whole lot of receptions. He can have four touchdowns in a game. Uh, he, he can go four for four with four touchdowns, and that alone would... Um, so there's definite—there's landmines on Ehrman's side that if they hit just right, I have no chance in hell. Um, but... I think that Herbert finds his rhythm again against Seattle. That Seattle defense is not great. Uh, and he's feeling a little bit better after throwing 57 passes last week. So clearly those ribs, while impacting him, are not totally ruining. Um, so I think I think that both of, both of these teams have high ceilings that could be hit. I'm just hoping and praying that my ceiling is higher. <laughs> uh, and that's where we're lying. That's where we're going with. Yeah. So I like the even split that we have here. Yeah. 
it's nice, right? A little bit of parody. Yeah, a little bit. We'll see what happens. Uh-huh. But that is what we have for the matchup preview. And so, um, Ermin, best of luck. Uh, and let's just have a good matchup this week. Yeah, I do like both of these. Te- I think both of these teams take it, take it a long way. Mm. Appreciate that. But, cool. That is what we have for the matchup preview, and that is what we have for the show. Uh, Josh and Brett, thank you both so much for joining us tonight. Absolutely. Thanks for having, Thanks for having us. us. It was a fun time. Yeah, it was great. We'll have to we'll have to have both of you back on again for sure uh, if you want, and maybe we do maybe we do another game, maybe we do another sexy because that was a blast. Yeah, yeah it's fun. Yeah. yeah, after yeah, after uh, uh, what was it called? Why your team sucks? I uh, I don't think I've had a, a segment as as fun as <laughs> as that one since then. So I, had to, I had to make sure to you know that we we had something right. And we like those segments that are like a, that are a little bit testing our knowledge and interactive for sure. Yeah, you yeah, guys did really well. Time. Yeah, I'm kind of mad how good you did. I know, four in a row. It was like de- it was so defeating. Four, just all four yeah. in a row. It was like an what? instant L. Yeah. When I I was thinking about it before the show, and all of them were two players, so it's a fifty-fifty chance. But you also have like some knowledge, so you probably had like a seventy-thirty chance of getting them right. We probably just screwed ourselves on that one. I, I guess we're not totally unqualified. Honest, but... Yeah, we know we know some things. It's it's good. It's good to validate that. <laughs> but anyway, anything else you guys would like to add? That's all I got. Eric, nope. Eric, anything from you? No, I'm all good. All right, perfect. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Blue Balls podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed making it. And with that, have a good night, have a good day, and have a good week. Good luck.